The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Nah, 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 come on! On this episode of The Heat Check, we get into a story that was trending on Twitter all weekend long. So just delicious, so this league. The next chapter in a classic tale of a young, hot, coquettish Instagram IG thought putting her claws into an entire NBA playoff rotation. The rise, the fall, and how the Deion Sanders-inspired redemption goes of Brittany Renner. We also get into a deep dive on why almost everyone, I mean actually everyone, was wrong about DeMar DeRozan, including myself. So go ahead, Brock, and drop that motherfucker. Steve Kerr recently said uh, on a presser the other day, Steve Kerr, Golden State Warriors head coach, that when they go to the playoffs, they are going to shorten their rotation to eight men. Eight men is the rotation of a playoff roster. That is how many men Brittany Renner in the NBA has slept with. Brittany Renner has slept with an entire NBA playoff rotation. That's impressive. If you're not familiar with Brittany Renner, let me just refresh or give you an update on her. This summer, Brittany Renner made herself very famous after her and PJ Washington had this like very public battle over child support. Uh, Brittany Renner, if you don't know who she is, she's an IG... Uh, let me be honest. She's a thought. Like, she's that hoe over there. But she's an influencer. She's got, um, John Sally follows her. Funny enough. Like, you know, he, yeah, you know what I'm saying about John Sally. So, John Sally follows her, likes her stuff, loves her content, if you know what I mean. Lo- Men love Britney Renner's content online. It's basically Britney with her little coquettish face and smile with uh, pretty much no clothes on. Uh, just skin on skin, and her doing you know, flirty things. So she is. She went to Jackson State, where she played D1 soccer, got her start as a Zumba instructor, and then she all of a sudden, I know, crazy, all of a sudden blew up on IG and on YouTube right around 2012. Long, I mean, it was a decade ago, Brittany Renner. So then she took all of that notoriety that she made uh, doing whatever it is that she did, and parlayed that into a series of relationships that ended in a toe-all 
book about her love life, including Trey Songs, Lil Uzi Vert, Chris Brown, uh, Drake, <laughs> James Harden, and Tyga. Uh, also, Colin Kaepernick, also Ben Simmons, who apparently apparently cheated on Kendall Jenner with her. So as I said when the story broke, pleasing James Harden and then Drake? To be able to go so seamlessly between those two personality types, more difficult than transitioning from playing for Doc Rivers to Tom Thibodeau, which is basically what Austin Rivers had to do. It didn't work out well. He had to end up like sitting on his own couch before getting picked up by the Denver Nuggets. Not an easy thing. This is more difficult than that. Than that. Like all these guys, all of them have different tastes. Uzi Vert? To Chris Brown, who you know what Chris Brown's about. Let's get physical, physical. Then, okay, so then she gets on IG, makes an instructional video about, how do I put it gently? How to trap an athlete. How to get the bag by fucking a reckless, non-condom-wearing athlete because they're all pretty much reckless based on her substantial experience with sleeping with Famous men, a.k.a. athletes. Let's go into it. So if y'all really want to try to come up off a check off a man, I mean, you could just fuck an athlete. They're really dumb. <laughs> if you want to come up off a check, all you got to do is just fuck an athlete. They're really dumb. This video obviously came back to bite her in the ass because later uh, she groomed a Kentucky basketball player, six years younger than her, who she started seeing when he was 18 years old a.k.a. P.J. Washington. Then she married him, had a kid with him after he was drafted by the Hornets in the lottery. So the video comes back to bite her in the ass because what does she do? She does exactly that. She grooms this young man, P.J. Washington, who's an 18-year-old at Kentucky. He's not even a good player at Kentucky. He does go in the lottery, though. She ends up wifing him up, having his baby, and then... Uh, two weeks after she gave birth to their son, she secretly filed for divorce, took the kid with her, and left in the middle of the night. Cold-blooded! Uh, and so actually, that is when incorrect, ugly, unfounded rumors, just gross ones, you know what I mean? Like, about P.J. Washington's child support, people started coming out with these really obscenely inaccurate reports that P.J. Washington was paying $200,000 a month to Brittany Renner in child support. Just slanderous, right? Not true, but funny, right? Like the best kind. And, of course, that old video surfaced about Brittany Renner trapping an athlete and taking all of his money. So then she goes hiding. That's where we're at in this saga as we stand. So and after a couple of months underground, four months underground, Brittany Renner, of course, she cannot stay silent. She's a cloud chaser. That's what she does. She's out in the media doing her thing. So she's now trending again because she's on a media tour. She's on an apology slash reformation slash clarification tour. <laughs> to set the record straight about who she is and was, but who she is now trying to be. Her entire character as a whole, she's now come out to discuss with Deion Sanders for one. Okay, 
because she went to Jackson State. Now he's the head coach of Jackson State. Yes. But let's unpack the first interview with Vlad TV because it's a doozy, folks. It is It is a lot. We're going to go down the, down the way on this piece by piece because I tell you what, it's a lot. It's a lot. I had to watch it probably ten times. Had to watch it probably ten times. You know, you're figuring out your career. Your Instagram following is is going up. And, you know, you start dating. And Pause. You're figuring out your career, your Instagram following. I mean, that's really not a career. Keep going. You mentioned that you dated 11 athletes through the course of your life. That may have been an Probably old Probably more than that. Okay. I mean, I, I've, some... I've said publicly that I've had sex with 30 guys. Um, I do have a yeah. list in my phone. I could look at the list and tell you how many athletes, but um, as of right now, I don't know that number off the top of my head. Excuse me, pause, pause. Did she just say she has a list of athletes written in her phone in the notes app? A body bag list longer than Arya from Game of Thrones? Like, did she say that? And first of all, why would you write that in your phone? What would you, what purpose does that serve? Is it for yourself? Is it for Vlad? Let me just, before we go into this interview, do-do-do, James Harden. Uh, Ben Simmons. Like, who is this for? We go on. We continue. I think I said, I said eight NBA players, though, I think was the number. Okay. Yeah. Well, you made a, a video at one point. Uh, you were in the back of your car. It was my body count said, video, right? Oh, I'm sorry? Was it the body count video or which one? Okay, I'll let you finish. Pause. If you can Google this video with Vlad TV, do it. Because when he's asking her about this video that she later says that she's mortified about make, making, she's laughing and smiling and smirking in the video. She does not have any contrition for this take whatsoever. Keep going. I'm not sure which video it was, but you specifically said, and I quote, athletes don't use condoms. If you want to come up off a check off a man, you could just fuck an athlete because they're really, really dumb. Really, really dumb. Pause. She, again, still believes that. Because she is, she literally just repeated, really, really dumb. In general, idiots. Great with the ball. Terrible with their decision making. Keep going. Um, okay. So I would love to provide some context. When I saw this video making its rounds on Twitter, I was mortified. Because I'm like, why in the actual hell would I ever say that? Pause. Let me just break down why you would say it. One, you already have an Instagram account and you're wildin'. You're in your car. You're tripping. Probably had just gotten done fucking an athlete that he came inside you with no condom, I would imagine. And clout, views, arrogance. That's probably why. Just not thinking anything of it. Just being an IG thought. I went to my archived videos, watched the video in its entirety, and I was breaking down the different types of guys I've had sex with. And my whole point of saying that, which, which is why I never really tried to clear it up, because it's such a bold statement, it's hard to maneuver. Pause. It is impossible to maneuver. If you want to come off of a check, you should sleep with an athlete. They never use condoms. They're really, really dumb. There's no ambiguity there. That is not. Anything other than an instructional how-to. Said it because I've been with plenty of guys that didn't use condoms. And if I truly wanted a baby for all of the wrong reasons, I would have several by now. That's also not how biology works, but keep going. And 
in that attempt to make a group of people look dumb, I made myself look even worse. So I have to just stand on what I said, and I don't take back what I said. If you wanted to have a baby for the wrong reasons, there are plenty of careless people, in my experience, the athletes primarily. And that's just that on that. But yeah, I mean, I try to make people look bad, make myself look worse. No, you made yourself look like exactly who you are. I would say you exposed yourself in the most real of ways. And now you're trying to backpedal like your name is Deion Sanders. You are now, your brain went there, you know? Your brain went there, you vocalized that. You not only vocalized that, you decided to record that while you vocalized that. And then after it was recorded, you decided to push publish on that video and never deleted it. You are exactly who that video makes you look like. An opportunistic, fame, money, clout-hungry jersey chaser that will fuck men only if they have status and money for said status and money. So I have to just stand on what I said, and I don't take back what I said. If you wanted to have a baby for the wrong reasons, there are plenty of careless people, in my experience, the athletes primarily. And that's just that on that. But yeah, I mean, I try to make people look bad, make myself look worse. Yikes. Okay, so then they asked John Sally. He says he's a huge fan, yada, yada. I wouldn't even say it's athletes. I felt like at that time, I'm sure probably an athlete left me jaded a little bit. And I went in there and was just, you know, said how I felt at the time. And that just was my experience. I feel like I probably had been with more athletes at that time. So that was my truth. Pause. You think? You're literally going on an entire media blitz to clear this little video up. It went viral, viral, like viral. If you say the name Brittany Renner, I made a video with Brittany Renner as my green screen. Two million views. Yep, still gets views to this day. Brittany Renner moves the needle, people. It aged terribly because you, she said also, keep going, here we go. It's like I said, a lot, it, I'm not gonna lie, it, it aged horribly. You know, it's like I, I end up having a baby with a basketball player and it makes it look like, wow, look at you. You know, your your premonition came true. Like this was your goal all along. Bitch, that wasn't a premonition. That was an action plan. That was a to-do list. You know what I mean? Premonitions are something when you look up to the stars and the celestial beings and you see uh, this is not that. This is not fucking Miss Cleo. This is sperm and eggs. In making babies, like there is no premonition to be had here. Keep going. The reality is my dating pool is different than yours. Oh, this is the part. <laughs> this right here is the part. Okay, first of all, let's put air quotes in dating pool because this is not dating. I promise you, you're, you say you dated James Harden, but does James Harden say he date, dated you? Or like, just because you had sex and also ate food together doesn't mean that was a date. Like, that's not a date. You just both needed sustenance post or pre-fuck. Like, that's it. That's what happened. Brittany Renner doesn't even know who she is. She thinks she's in a dating pool. Bitch, you are in, you are the video hoe that gets basically passed around and you are aggressively becoming, targeting yourself to them as a video hoe. You are just getting passed from one athlete to another. They know that 
James Harden fucked you, Ben Simmons fucked you, Uzi fucked you. Like, they all know. Like, when you've only fucked those guys and they all know each other and they all know that they are Eskimo brothers with you, do they? Do you think that they respect you? Do you think you're going to come up off of anything except for giving away your self-respect? And listen, I don't fuck who you want. I have no shame in that. But I tell you what, fucking athletes does not make you special. That does not make you special. Keep going. So I'm going to pull in heavy hitters. I'm a heavy hitter. So I can't. Pause. No, you're not. You're getting hit by heavy hitters. Proximity to heavy hitters does not make you a heavy hitter. It makes you a tool. Keep going. Why would I not have a baby with someone that I care about, whatever their profession, just because of something I said in 2018? Like, bitch, you just said that's the... Don't act like, oh, it didn't matter to me that P.J. Washington wasn't in a, was an NBA player. What, what does it matter what his profession? She literally, the last sentence with my dating pool is different than yours because I only target famous people. But it doesn't matter what his profession is and I had a baby. Get, get the, keep going. Just because of something I said in 2018. Like, like I said, I'm going to just have to stand on what I said and accept what comes behind it. I'm not asking people to understand. I don't give a fuck what you think. Pause. This is where it closes. This is where my last thought about this is like, did you just say you don't care what we think? Am I insane? Am I going insane? You literally just did an entire interview where he's asking you about a video that you said you were mortified by. Who are you? Why are you mortified if you're not worried about what we think and perceive about you? Of course you think and care what we think. And now, of course, Brittany Renners has, tur- has turned this into a profession. She has finessed her way like she does, into becoming like a comeback story. Her profession is now giving speeches all over the world and all over the country to share with athletes the tricks of the trade. Tips that thoughts pull to snatch men up and make them come up off this check for the rest of their natural life until that baby is 18. And giving them the tips so that they can avoid said thoughts like her. She is the guy from, uh, she's Leonardo uh, DiCaprio from Catch Me If You Can. Like, that's her. Like, she's been the scammer all this time. And now she's scanned so much that she's working for the FBI to help them find the scammers. You know what I mean? Like, I've been an IG thought that's come and literally fucked with every major NBA player that I can think of. I could have gotten any of them if I wanted. And now I am here for you, NBA players, to show you the types of bitches to avoid. Because I did it myself. This is, I don't hate the move. I'm not going to lie. I don't hate the move. So my solution, though, is no Brittany Renner's turned Eric Thomas's. Like, she's like, thinks she's Eric Thomas now. She uh, is going on as like a Tony Robbins of the NBA space. Like, you're not Tony Robbins. This is my solution. It's the same solution. I've given it out once before. You make elite athletes at the AAU level freeze their sperm. Right then. They freeze their sperm. They tell no one. that It's at the AAU camp, folks. Like it's one of the little breakout sessions that they have when they're learning how to be good men. So they, in between tournaments and learning how to manage their financial uh, money to come, they get vasectomies. They freeze their sperm. And whenever they can get vasectomies, they do. They don't tell a soul. And then these little Britney Renners, they can't take them for all they're worth. They don't even know. These Britney Renners think, oh, my God, I've got him. He's fucking me without a condom. He's coming inside of me. It's, all, it's only a matter of time. It's just a matter of math. And you, gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. I'm tied up. I'm tied up. 
And I'll have a baby when I want to have a baby, not when you want me to have the baby. She also recently went on a rant about how she actually didn't even come up marrying P.J. Washington. She's actually broker as a result of marrying this NBA player. That's what she said. I'm broke now. This is what she said. There isn't a person that could handle what I've been through. Imagine moving from a gorgeous condo in Woodland Hills, California to Charlotte, North Carolina, and it not work out. I just need to say, you may believe because the words Woodland Hills, California sounds very posh, woods, lands, and hills. That's fucking Burbank, California. That is the valley, the valley of L.A., the worst, the armpit of L.A. where only aspiring actresses go to become softcore porn stars. Like, that's where, that's what it is. Like, you are either old as fuck and you want to live away from the L.A. scene and get a lot of property and there's, it's so cheap there. She's literally talking about being in a condo. I guarantee it was an apartment complex in the middle of the valley, like her next door roommate was like some random softcore porn star you've never heard of. I don't even have the name because they don't exist in my mind. I don't even have a name for them. That's how irrelevant they are. She also is like, I don't have a car now because I w- he was supposed to get me one, but broken promises, whatever. Did you just say like, uh, especially considering she was like, <laughs> I've made a lot of money. I want to be independent. And then you want to talk about PJ Washington was supposed to buy you a car. This is what she said. Can you imagine feeling the need to sacrifice everything, including your independence and identity just to be loved, but you wanted him to buy you a car after you left him with his baby? She goes, I have no shame in my game. I've made a lot of money and blown a lot of money. Despite popular belief, I don't have it all together. I am not sure, Brittany, that the popular belief is that you have it together, to be perfectly honest. I I actually think this story is very sad. It is a cautionary tale for young women who are beautiful and think that their beauty is the way to ascend. It is not it is not the way your wily wits about you and your looks can be used for so much more. You could parlay it into all kinds of things besides being a fucking Instagram thought. She also says, each day I do my best each day and my best gets better. Here's to new beginnings, never giving up and following your heart. Oh my God, that could be a quote on an IG post. That... <laughs> That someone made fun of on TikTok. I don't know. Or maybe each day you follow the money and you follow the jerseys, keeping a body count log on your phone in the notes app like your name is Will Chamberlain. But you do you, Brittany. You Fizzy pop, where you they go, go, we they go up Catch my vibe, let me go off Climb the knife, when it's so tough So I might have rushed to my conclusions about the Bulls I should not have rushed about my conclusions uh, about the Bulls But you know, so was life At Zoe, so they say uh, I've already said that the take was bad So I'm not here to tell you again how bad my take was Folks, you can be excited about your Bulls team Here's the thing not only was I skeptical, the whole world was skeptical skeptical about this fit. There's a reason that the world and all of media was wrong and, and was very, we'll call it pessimistic about this Bulls team. It was all about the fit between DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. There might be 
no greater collective wrong opinion as this one. Like, dozens of articles coming out about how bad this fit would be. Not only how washed DeMar DeRozan was, how overpaid he was. I mean, there's just so many things. I was wondering... Was he going to be his floor spacer? How would he and Zach Levine function together when Zach needs the ball in his hands like 40% of the time? Like, so does DeMar DeRozan. Like, that's only, that's 80% of the time. Where's the ball going to go? They both need the ball about the same amount. Most people thought DeMar was going to be like a (laughs) 10-minute-a-night guy. Wow, what a wrong take that was. Terrible. I mean, people were sus, very sus about DeMar's signing not just because of his contract, which almost everyone thought was absurd, but really about how he and Zach would be able to be on the floor at the same time. Zach and DeMar, how, Sway? How? Here's what John Hollinger said at The Athletic right after the trade. DeRozan turns 32 this week. He doesn't shoot threes, and he's a subpar defender. Board money valued him at $16.2 million for this year, with that figure obviously declining in the out years as he gets further into his 30s. Even a rosy outlook would have his value over a three-year deal topping out about $40 million. There's a chance that this could be one of the worst value contracts in the league. It appears Chicago paid DeRozan roughly twice his projected value over the next three years. The Bulls use their chips, and they're all in. Oh, by the way, he also said Crusoe's contract would be about a break even. Here's what some other people said. DeRozan, 32-year-old, poor fit with his new club and in, a, in and limited in worrisome ways for someone aging past. <laughs> I mean, these are so bad. For someone aging past his prime. He has never been a great or even good defender. Shade. And that deficiency will not get better with time. His growth as a playmaker will not be easily utilized in Chicago as Levine, Vooch, and Lonzo all need significant touches. Moving DeRozan off the ball only highlights his limited shooting range and shrinks the floor. Here's another one. Those are just the issues of fit. The costs are what makes this the worst of the worst. We were so wrong. This is just it was so bad that DeMar DeRozan had to address these things in the media at a, at a press conference. Like, he was pissed. He was hurt. I mean, the amount of shade, dozens of these articles being like, he's trash. He's worth nothing. Why would you sign him? <laughs> I mean, this is what he said. It's basketball. I see a lot of people criticizing, talking about fit this, fit that. These people probably have never played even basketball. Being a basketball player, you go out, you play at the park. Some of your best is against guys you don't even know that you go out there and compete with. But for me, if everybody's on the same page mentally and wants to win, it doesn't matter about a fit. Yeah, I think that's right. The thing that people overlooked is that DeMar DeRozan is unselfish. DeMar DeRozan lives and breathes this. He wants this to work. It didn't work in Toronto from a championship standpoint. He's a baller. And so is Zach Levine. And we overlooked that if two guys who are willing to be unselfish play together, things could be good. And he pushed hard for DeMar to sign in Chicago. So, of course, now we know, though, it's, what, 20-something games into the season, and now we know exactly how Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan fit. They are like peas and carrots. They are like fucking ham and cheese. They're like eggs and toast. They have both, check this stat out. This is a crazy stat. They have both scored 25 points or more in the same game 11 times this year. 11 times already this year. 
the last pair to record 11 at least of these games through the first 24 games of a season, Kobe and Shaq in 2001-2002. Kobe and Shaq were the last duo to be able to do this. And there's a reason why the Bulls just beat the Nets, the Hornets, and the Knicks in the last week alone. So maybe, maybe we were all rushing to conclusions. Maybe we should have asked DeMar and Zach uh, before even a game was played about how this whole thing was going to work. Because DeMar, DeMar was wondering how it also was going to work when he was evaluating his options in terms of who he was going to play for. He asked Zach about it. And he said it was a commitment that we talked about long before we even played on a court. Just being, having each other's back on being there for one another. That's all I needed to hear. I, that's all he needed to hear from me. As long as we could walk, we're going to be out there to try to lead this team to be as successful as we can. That quote is meaningful. That quote's very meaningful. But the respect goes the other way as well. Zach said this about DeMar, is that he's basically deferring to DeMar DeRozan in crunch time. But the interesting thing is it's not just DeMar wondering how he's going to fit and committing to fitting with Zach. Zach also, the bucket, the late-game bucket for the Bulls, basically being the go-to scorer in all of Bulls games for as long as he's been there, is now deferring to, yep, DeMar DeRozan when the game gets close and the moments get tight and the pressure builds. This is what he said. Obviously, DeMar has been in these big-time games and situations. I don't think a lot rattles him at all. That's when you let him take over the game, calm it down, get to the free throw line, get to his spots. I think it just gives the whole team, like a deep breath, we're okay. DeMar DeRozan, the voice of calm. Yeah, I'd say he's pretty fucking good in crunch time. Let's figure out how good he is. He's actually leading the NBA in fourth quarter scoring at 165 points. DeMar DeRozan, the guy who we all thought was going to be in a limited role, making maybe like 10 minutes a game off the bench, poor fit, is literally leading the league in crunch time scoring at 165 points. And if you think that that's reducing Zach Levine to a lesser role in crunch time, Zach Levine ranks third with 142 fourth quarter scores of his own. This is what he goes on to say. It just makes everything so much easier. There's not all the pressure on you. I have a bailout at any time, and I think vice versa. Two ball-dominant players who can actually function together on the same court because they're unselfish and they play in a way that complements one another. It's almost like Russell Westbrook and LeBron James should have learned this little trick. Even head coach Billy Donovan made an interesting point about how DeMar is influencing the rest of this team because of his calm demeanor. He said... His passing ability down the stretch, his mindset to make the right play, his presence, his seeming inability to be rattled is a boon for the Bulls. I tell you what, boy, could there be anything we were more wrong about in terms of the offseason? Everyone in the world was like, this is trash, and actually this is very excellent. If there is one little element that you could be concerned about with the Bulls, is that this team relies on a starting fives more than anyone in the NBA. And because of that, everybody's usage is way up, and they're all getting more minutes than they have in the past few years. Let's talk about it. Caruso, 29 minutes up from 21. 
DeRozan, 35 minutes a game, up from 33. Lonzo Ball, 35 minutes, up from 31. Levine, same, 35 minutes. Vooch, 33, up from 32. Not super meaningful, but in the beginning, Caruso, DeRozan, Lonzo. I mean, this is a very short rotation. I mean, Brittany Renner could run through these guys. These guys, and then have three more to spare. You know, two more to spare. Vooch has missed seven games so far. Caruso has been banged up. Patrick Williams is banged up. He's out for many weeks. Levine, this is the part that's, I think, the if you're a Bulls fan and you want to be optimistic, Zach Levine has normally missed about 20% of the season every single year. He's missed none of the season this year. He has missed not one game. He has been sicky, sicky with a non-COVID-related illness, and whereas he would in the past probably say, you know what, I think I'm going to take my stomach flu ass home, he's playing those games because him and DeMar are, like they said, if I'm still standing, we're going to be able to play. If I'm still standing, doesn't matter if I'm throwing up on the sidelines, we're going to play. That duo, that winning is meaningful. Levine said this about that game when he played through Monday's victory over the Hornets and downplayed his reach, recent ditching of the brace. You know, I'm fighting through stuff. These games are important, and it means a lot to me. Woo! So... All of that to be said, one, we were wrong. Two, this team is really, really good when they're healthy. Here's a little thing to know, though. The NBA is 82 games a year, and all that matters is how they perform in the playoffs. Are they going to be healthy? Or will they be banged up? Maybe they will be a banged up three seed right for an upset for a hungry Hornets team that's coming for them. That all remains to be seen, but what we do know is that, oh boy, were we wrong. And this team does have enough playmaking, enough shooting, enough defense, and DeMar DeRozan's a fucking bucket who can come through in clinch time. I actually really hope that they hope that they stay healthy. Everybody's like, oh, Trista, Trista, you hate on the Bulls. Like, take this third seed. and No, I'm happy I'm wrong. I want the Bulls to be good. I will be watching the Bulls a lot. I will be betting on the Bulls a lot with a skeptical eye and a hopeful eye to see how sustainable this is across an entire 82-game season and potentially a 28-game playoff run. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back early, squirrely Wednesday morning with the full deconstruction that is the clusterfuck of the Portland Trailblazers and what that means for my favorite team going forward. Hint, it's not great. Do not forget to follow us on social at this Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. Don't rush, slow touch, run away. I go country, grab and buy. We can go bust, eye for eye. We can lose trust. Quite wrong, easy puff.